Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Master your mindset with Nate Schooler and Kim Adele. Hey. How you doing? All good, you? Very good. Still getting weirded out by this like small box I see my face in, but I can live with it. I can live with it. So, yeah, I mean, today, right, we are here to talk about how to overcome fear and be successful in career transition, right? And, like, I know this is something that you know a lot about. I know quite a bit about it from personal experience, same as you do, right? And a lot of people have sort of reached out to me in the past week or two and sort of said, you know, they liked the content I was doing and they really needed perhaps a bit of help in in this. So we're going to talk about three things. What's your goal? What are you afraid of? And who can help you with this transition? So, yeah, thanks, uh, Kim, for joining me. Pleasure, lovely. And you're right. I think career transition is one of the things that so many of us get a little bit concerned about. I know um, I made one of my biggest career disasters many years ago, and it taught me a lot. Um, you know, I up sticks, I relocated, I, you know, go big or go home. <laughs> so, um, and I realized that actually I was more focused on what I didn't want than what I did want, which is something that happens to so many of us. We are unhappy in the job that we've got. And instead we focus on the fact we don't want the one we have rather than thinking about what is it I really want? What is it that's really going to give me joy? And that's what I'd done. So instead of running towards something, I was running away from something. And funnily enough, it didn't end well (laughs) because I ended up with something that was significantly worse than what I had to start off with. And I was very fortunate. An old company came back for me and I then spent the next two years commuting back to where I had relocated from. It wasn't the same company, you know, so it, it was better than the job that I left. But it taught me that actually one of the first things you've got to do is be really clear on your goal. So understand what it is that you really want to do. And one of the things I always recommend to people is that when they're not um, busy, when they're not stressed, when they've got some time, to start thinking about, hi, Ellen, um, to start thinking about actually how where do I get my joy? What are the things that I do in in life, not necessarily in work, but in life where I get joy, where I'm happy doing them? And then on the opposite side, where are the things that zap my energy? Where are the things where I don't get joy? Because if we're doing that without thinking about the job, we're being really honest with ourselves to say, actually, these are the things that we know that are really important to us. These are the things where we know if we have too many of them, we're going to be a little bit drained. And that allows us to start to think about that blueprint to when we're next looking at a job and before we convince ourselves, as we often do, don't we? Oh, my God, that's so me. That's got my name written all over it. That you look down at it and go, "Okay, yeah, maybe, but it doesn't have any of these things in that you really love and it's full of all these things that you know are actually going to zap your energy so it possibly isn't such a good fit for you and I think the more we can do that to define the goal 
it's so much easier then to make the transition because often we think the transition has gone badly because we're not enjoying what it is we've ended up with. But actually, that's more around the fact we didn't set the goal correctly in the first place. Right, right. I mean, sometimes, you know, a career transition can just have to happen to us, right? Like, it, you know, you can be made redundant or, you know, end up being at the job centre in, in, you know, outside. Back in the old days, I remember I've got a fond memory of uh, getting a parking ticket on my motorcycle, you know, about 12 years ago. And yeah, but they were only giving me like 35, 36 pounds a week, right? This ticket was like 60 or something. And, but the thing is, is that if you're in that position, you might need to kind of just rethink. It's not like, what's your goal? It's like, what, where do you get your pleasure from, right? So, so then you might actually use that time to sort of learn some new skills and and then perhaps move into something new, right? Yeah, I think whatever the reason for the transition, whether that is um, one that you're wanting to control or whether or not you're in that position for something that's out of your control, i.e. redundancy, it's still about taking that time to say, what is it you want? Because then you can get back in control. So, you know, what do you want the goal to be? And I appreciate sometimes the goal is I just want some income to come in so that I can pay the bills. I've been there. (laughs) That's like, Um, but it's still doing that piece. It's going, I know I need that, but actually what else would I like? So, you know, I want some income. I want to be able to pay my bills, but ideally I'd also like it to be using my skill set so that I'm confident. I'm not going to be, you know, in a position where I don't have a job in the future. I think one of the other things, which is a real, real challenge, a lot of people that I, that I talk to and work with over the years who have unfortunately been made redundant is they think it's about them. And let me explain what I mean by that. Um, They think they were made redundant because they're not good enough. They think they were made redundant because they weren't wanted, they weren't skilled. And it's not the case. If you've been made redundant, it's because the organisation couldn't afford to keep you on. If you weren't actually good at what you were doing, you would have been being performance managed. So it's not actually because you're not very good. It's because the company wasn't operating at the right level. And until you make that distinction, you make it about you and then you start to doubt your ability and you start to think that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy, that you're not going to be employable, that it's going to happen to you again and again. Um, and you take that into your future. So one of the first things I do is help people with that mindset piece, which is actually how do you, sorry, how do you make sure that you are in the right mindset, that you understand your value and that you recognize that actually that happened to you, not as a result of you, because it's a really important distinction to help people to be able to step into their future and build the career they want to build. Yeah. So what what would you say to someone that's that's out of work right now or wanting to get a new job because they absolutely hate their job? What would you what would you say to them? Hi, Izzy. Um, so I think hey, you are either hating your job or you're out of work and, and you want to get into work is think about what is it you really want to do. So I know that can be very difficult. If you're in that place where you're out of work and you want to get into work, it might be a case of I've got to take any job to get some income. But that doesn't mean to say you've got to take, that you've got to stick with that job. So I think you can still have a look at where's the ideal going to be. I might have to take this temporary job because actually it's going to give me what I need to pay the bills. But 
I'm still going to focus on my long-term one. And that's often the piece that we forget to do, which is what's our long-term focus? Where is it we want to be? What's our career plan? And sometimes we need to take those like sideways steps or sometimes backward steps to enable us to be able to propel forward. But really start to think about what is it I want to do and what do I need to be able to get there? So do I need to learn some new skills? Do I need to brush up some skills that I've already got? Um, But really start to think about what those are. And then who might be able to help you? So if it is a skill you don't have currently, how might you learn that? Can you do it by reading a book? Can you do it by um, online learning? Can you do it by going to a lesson? Can you go and get a mentor? Is you know, Work out what are your options and then have a look at which ones of those feels the best fit for you because it's got to be a good fit for you to make sure that you're going to be the one that does it. We all learn in a very different way as you know, because we read the same books and I plow straight through as fast as possible and you're much more structured and um, you reflect more on what it is that you're learning and you're a little bit less bull in a china shop. Yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes, I mean, Isabel makes, makes, sorry, I push that at the same time. (laughs) Twice, go on, you push it. You push it. it. (laughs) Yeah, she makes a good point here. And I think this is, this is a this is a big thing, you know, putting immediate needs before longer term need. That's the biggest. It's a really it's a really tough one um, to 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 move our lives in the right direction. Sometimes. Yes, you're right. You might need to take a second job. You might need to get a different job that doesn't pay you so much. Maybe you can listen to some some training whilst you're working. Like I've got a, a, an old school friend. He's like a van driver. Right. And he had his own transport business, lost his transport business. And I'm like, look, you need to go and get some audiobooks. You need to you need to like upskill, learn some new skills and and then perhaps go and try and, and get some volunteer work. I mean, getting some volunteer work with an organization that is going the way that you want to go, aligning with the mentors uh, and the team is a, is a great way to you know begin your, your learning. I look at that as in a, a way of getting a free education is my own is my own opinion on that, you know. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think sometimes it's, it's making sure that we um, we look for the opportunities to learn. And I think for me, why it's important that we keep an eye of focus on where we want to go is, you know, I often share this story with people. I had a guy that worked with, worked for me many years ago, lovely, lovely guy, kind of the dream, you know, that turns up to his appraisals and has got all the, all the evidence to back why he thinks he's, you know, he should get the rating that he should get. It makes it so easy for you then to be able to, to kind of, give them those ratings and defend them but actually when I was talking to him about his personal development plan his short-term goal was to be a good project manager and um which was interesting so I was chatting to him about you know, what, what would that what would be different about when you were you know really good at what you did and he said well your people would come to me um, and seek me out for their projects and um, people would ask my advice and I would mentor people and I was like okay so how's that different to today and he went oh good point I'm already there and I went well that's great so we've achieved the short-term goal let's look at your long-term goal so we looked at his long-term goal and his long-term goal was to be a program manager and so I asked him a few more questions about that because I was like from what I know of you I don't really think that's your long-term goal but let's just see where it is and actually that w- it was only his long-term goal because it was the next logical step 
not because it was actually his dream job. So once we started digging into it, it was like, actually, where's your passion? What is it that you would really love to be able to do so that you can really kind of you know, set things um, going and build that career? And he was like, I'd really like to be in uh, acquisition. And I said, okay, well, that's great. So let's see how we can move you now to start to get a bit of a feel for what acquisition might look like. So let me get you involved in some projects with the acquisition team so that you can start to understand. Because if you're not careful, what will happen is you've done project manager, you'll do um, program manager, you'll then move into direction. You'll get so far up that line that you can't afford to take the sideways step because actually you're too used to the money because we start to live to our means, don't we? You know, we earn more money and all of a sudden we spend it. I think yeah. the research shows that you get a pay rise and the positive impact on you, it takes three days. And that's because even if you've not physically spent it yet, you've mentally spent it, you've worked out what it is that you're going to do. So I think for me, it's making sure that you keep calling yourself back to say, I'm do I've, I've had to take this job because I needed to do so because it, it was an ends to means to an ends pays for bills still give yourself those ask yourself those questions to say but where is it I want to go and how do I move myself forward to achieve that to ensure that you're still taking that control and not ending up in a position where actually your career path happened to you as opposed to you've actually owned it and directed where you want it to go that's that's the biggest problem and it's the same with a business if you don't turn around and say well in five years time I've got a plan and I want to be here then how are you going to get to that position, right? And is he, is, I know you've seen this comment as well. Yes, is he a really long comment, right? The <laughs> big thing is, if we share it on the screen, it will share, it will cover the whole screen. So they'll be like, you won't even see our eyes, right? But like, so she says, she says, passion is important, but sometimes we get distracted or depressed because life happens. And she's wondering if we've got any tips on how can someone keep a long term focus or how we can train ourselves to achieve a long-term focus? Yeah, it's a great question, Izzy. And I think for, you know, for me personally, I always focus on what is it do I want, what is it I want to achieve and why do I want to achieve it? So defining my intention at the start. So why is it important to me? It might be, is it just for me? Uh, is it because I want to do it because it adds value to other people? I want to do it because it's the right thing for to, to do. I want to do it because it's going to help me give my little girl a better start in life, you know, whatever it is, but really define it because actually then when we lose focus, the first is being self-compassionate. Life does get in the way and we can lose focus, but it's about recognizing it and going, okay, I've lost a little bit of focus. That's fine. Let me bring myself back to my why. Why was I doing this? What was my intention? Why was it important? Um, and that helps me to get back on track. I think sometimes before I showed any form of self-compassion, I would instead get myself into a spiral of berating myself for having lost the focus in the first place and then continue to not have any focus while I continued to berate myself for not being very focused. So actually, for me, the steps I now take is to acknowledge that life does get in the way and it's okay to lose focus, but remind myself of why I was doing it. And is that still important to me? And then somebody said to me a long time ago, and it's a great tip for me personally, which was the next time you find yourself saying, I don't have the time or I don't have the money or I don't have the resources or I don't have the whatever it is. Instead, 
ask yourself the same the same question but instead of i don't have the go it isn't important to me and see how it sits and if it sits uncomfortably it reminds you of the why and that is going to be what pulls you back onto the focus and for me that has been a real killer um because even though i don't like it with a minute i say oh bless you thanks izzy and you're right i think it is the why that because that's that's what compels us to do it and it's what drives us it's that passion but i think whenever i've said to myself it's not important to me it doesn't i don't like it and therefore i have to find a way to find a way around it to find an alternate solution yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, but I also think you know, there, this question that I put in in the in the uh, introduction, right? What are you afraid of, right? It's a big one because actually, like every so often, I will be like scared of success, yeah. And then it's like, you know, and I think being scared of success is like, well, what are people going to hassle me for? Like people are going to ask me or I'm going to be really busy when I become massively successful. Like there are all these things that and if you don't address the reasons why you're scared, like what are you afraid of? You're going to basically just end up just carrying on on this trajectory of things that you you don't really enjoy that much. And, and this is really very sad. Yeah, it's right. And we, we, yeah, we can become massive self-sabotagers based on what we think. And I think I spent a lot of years thinking that the thing that we're most afraid of is our darkness. And I now think we're most afraid of our light. We're most afraid that we might actually be good at something. And then that's a little bit scary, isn't it? Because that feels a bit egotistical. I might be good at something. Um, and then if I am good at something, does that mean everyone's going to come and try and knock me down? Because we do, you know, pity loves the party. People do like to, um, to, to, celebrate the negatives rather than celebrate the positives but I think some of it is kind of looking at those bits and saying what is the worst that can happen and can I live with that because we are often afraid we're afraid of being made wrong being made to look stupid of being of people having expectations of us that we're not going to be able to meet of not being good enough of being too good so it doesn't really matter we we have a brain that is based on fear and it was designed that way to keep us safe you know our brains were designed back when we were prehistoric man um but we're not in such danger not in the same danger now so I think we've just got to start questioning and for me again that kind of looking at the fear and then looking at why it's important to me is really it really helps because then I look at that and say well actually if this is really important to me which is which is more scary the fear that I might do it and get it wrong or the fear I might not achieve it at all and not deliver my purpose. Um, and that for me gives me an opportunity to find some strength and move forward. Forgive me, I'm doing this because I'm about to read Izzy, bless you, you've written something long and I don't want to be rude. and <laughs> not like I'm doing this, but I'm just reading it. I've read and heard. Do you want me to, let me read it. Yeah. I've read and heard that question repeatedly for the last two weeks sometimes the universe is trying to tell us something we need to be observant of the opportunities around exact of the opportunities around us exactly and if you don't take that chance you're going to regret it like this is the this is the biggest thing i've been thinking about recently myself you know but i think and it's a great point is it and i think though if you know what your goal is because the way our subconscious brain works is our subconscious brain filters 
um, because there's millions of things that are flying at it all the time. So it filters out the things that it thinks are unimportant to us. And it just it judges what's important to us and what isn't by what we think about. So if we're thinking constantly of all the things we don't want, it goes and tries to find them for us because it doesn't understand the difference between help and harm. So if instead we start to define the goal of what we do want, of what we really are trying to achieve, it will find us the opportunity. It's a little bit like, you know, if you suddenly decided you want to go and get a particular car in a particular colour and all you see is those cars everywhere. It's not because there's suddenly more people out there driving the car of your dreams. It's because you're thinking about it and therefore your subconscious brain starts looking for it for you. The same is true of anything that we're trying to achieve. So I think if we can really define what it is we're wanting to do, then actually our subconscious brain will start to find those opportunities. And it's happened to us, hasn't it? Just like last couple of weeks, we're like, oh my God, there's so many opportunities flying at us all the time. It's like, what on earth happened? And I think what's happened is we've just got a lot clearer and a lot more focused on what it is that we're trying to achieve and what impact we are trying to have in the world. And therefore our subconscious brains are actually highlighting the opportunities as opposed to pushing them away when we were perhaps a bit more fearful. Very much so. I mean, I think we do have another another question here, but we have to we have to get off because you've uh, you've got a you've got a meeting and we will get back to this. I think on the next one we'll do, you know, who can help you with this transition? I mean, coaches definitely can help you. And if you are a coach and you're watching this, then uh, and you want to or you're an executive and you want to grab some free training, uh, go to elitecoachesclub.com. And you can grab uh, some information on the grow training, which uh, which will help you with your goal setting. Right. And really help with career transition because it actually takes you through what's your goal, what's your current reality, what are your options and your obstacles and then what are you going to do next? What's the way forward? And what what are you willing to do next? Which is equally important because some of these steps, you're going to have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. So we've designed it there to hopefully help people that are looking for help. Very much so. So thanks for watching. We really appreciate everybody. And uh, thank you so much for your time, Kim. Pleasure. Take care. Thanks for listening to Master Mindset. Please don't forget to follow wherever you listen. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.